This has to be a joke. Does it make you a little homesick? <laughs> it's completely inaccurate, first of all. Well, you don't think that looks like Odin? It's embarrassing. It's a crass generalization. I mean, he could reduce an entire culture down to a simple diorama. It's such poverty of imagination. Is somebody feeling a little left out that they're not up there? No. Why might they include Balder? No one's even heard of him. Sure they have. Balder the Brave. You know, sometimes I forget that you're one of them. You are one of them. Watch my mind. I'm told. Jerry's up in the morning. Welcome to another amazing episode of Keeping It Low Key. I'm Ethan. And my game's okay. My name's Ian. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of Keeping It Low Key. I don't know if we're doing that. Word. You merely adopted the darkness. I was born in it. <laughs> We had an old timey ragtime intro for for the episode. I, I had to I had to jump at my chance for that. This had an awful it's an awful at my end from like through my mic, so I'm, I'm dreading how that actually sounds in the edit. On the old podcasting device, say <laughs> I just love saying Jerry's on the move. It, it's I don't know. It's just a, it's, a, it's that transatlantic little Christmas. It's always, it's always fun. But yeah, <laughs> if if you've not guessed, this is episode three of season two of Keeping It Low Key. I Ethan. And my name's Ian. I feel like we should mention, if if I can get us off topic, or again, so the second time within 90 seconds. Welcome to anybody listening on Talking the Mickey. Just want, oh, yeah. I just want to say that. It was, Probably from Japan, if, if the rating's like a, a, a truthful. And the Philippines. The Philippines. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we were like, Philippines. Five, we're like number five in the Philippines the other day. We're talking That's the Mickey. amazing. And I just want to say a big, a big, uh, a big howdy. Hello there. Um, you know, How was your 100 years at Disney doing, Disney fans? There we are. Um, just because, yeah, like since we last published anything on the Talking the Mickey feed, like, uh, Anchor was bought by Spotify. So. Oh my god! So when I went to upload this, I went. I don't know how to do this anymore. <laughs> What's my password? I gotta. I gotta find all my cookies that expired. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do this, but I was able to figure it out. So hello out there, if you're on talking <laughs> to Mickey, but we are best film ever. Yeah, uh, and we're here to do episode three of season two of Loki, eighteen ninety three. An app title, I guess. So I'm gonna. I don't know if we just jump straight in. Well, I, I sat there with a feeling of yeah. smug satisfaction because we predicted so much wrong for episode <laughs> two. But yeah. the minute I saw the title, I went, "I feel pretty good about my prediction for this week." I can't remember what your prediction was, and I had to do the episode. Oh, my prediction was it's going to be a he who remains episode. Surely we oh, have yeah. to, but a halfway yeah. point. He, the main story needs to start. That was my yeah. prediction coming in. I think. I think, dare I say, ting, tick, ting, ding, whatever it is you want to call it, got that one right. You got more points than me so far, and that's an important thing for this show. All right, there we go. So, we have a, an old-timey ragtime Marvel piano oh, intro. It was a player yeah. piano. So it's like one yeah. of those it's one of those things Westworld used to do this really really yeah. well. And so it's just enough time where you kind of went they rip it off Westworld and you went well Westworld's not really a thing anymore. I'll allow it. But yeah, where they used to go ahead and uh, so a player piano, you'd buy like this cone and you'd put it in there and the piano plays itself. This is what people did before they had radio, everybody. Like this was mm. the best you could do. If you wanted to hear the same, you could either A, learn how to play the instrument. That's effort. Which is effort. 
And also, you need to be exposed to new music and then learn how to play that new music. Or the, the closest thing to I got this record, listen to this great new song, was you bought one of these cones, put it in the player piano, and it would, as the name would suggest, play it for itself. It took me about eight bars before I realized what I was listening to. I just thought it was some old-timey background music. I liked uh, it. It was it was nice. And then once I realized I, it was the Marvel, yeah. it was the Marvel uh, fanfare, I was like, oh, get in. I really like when the the fanfare and like the intro logo actually kind of affects or like relates to what the episode is. I I thought um because one division did that really well yeah, at least yeah, in the yeah. early episodes because they do that like fade to a uh, four by three. That was always cool. Yeah um yeah it's nice when the things that we usually just see more as window dressing um and we don't question because they're independent we think of the narrative yeah. it's nice when they ever just do a wink or are actively part of the narrative those are always great mm. so it's chicago nine uh sorry 1868 and ravona renslayer appears like the first time in this season i think you ever been yeah. to chicago I've the only place in America I've ever been is Florida to go to Disney World, and that was 2010. Oh, that was a long time ago. Oh, I think I, if memory serves, I think I spent three hours in O'Hare Airport once. And was det- and I'm here to say, if you want to spend three hours in one airport, it's a lovely airport to be stuck in for three hours. But that's about as close as I've gotten to Chicago. It is definitely on the bucket list. Not. Not some of the buildings we saw here today, but 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 the original, sorry, the sort of more modern day Chicago. Yeah, yeah, lots of oh, Chicago. I gotta believe it's one of America's great cities. So it was kind of New York, especially by by Marvel, gets so much fanfare. It's kind of nice to see something come out of one of the other cities for once. So Chicago, I'm here for it. Marvel is like one of two things: it's either New York or where? Where is uh, is it? Where's the Golden Gate? Not the Golden San Gate. San Francisco. Bridge. Yeah. San Francisco. Ant Man's side's always in San Francisco. Yeah. Ant Man, Shang-Chi, I think a uh, bit, bit of some other show. Okay. But uh, Miss, uh, Miss Minutes uh, is waiting for Renslayer. Uh, and Renslayer was told that she'd be going to see uh, somewhere important to meet someone important. And Miss Minutes, uh, the, the animated talking sentient cartoon clock, uh, tells her that the important person she's meeting needs to have a package put in a certain window and why can't he do that because he's dead can we just unpack this for a moment because she makes it with oh it took you long enough time is not linearly passing for everybody at the same rate i know i love it i know it's one of the things we gotta deal with in a time travel movie because otherwise you're always perfectly on time like a wizard in uh lord of the rings he's never late or or early he's always right where he needs to be but like this idea that I'm sitting in twenty third, you know, twenty three, waiting for the person in eighteen sixty seven to be um, to be sort of at the right time is absolutely ridiculous because you you have the ability to, to manipulate time. You can go anywhere, and you're not waiting in twenty twenty three. It's already happened. Like this is not how time works. I love non it, it, It's all it's always a problem with time travel, and I I, I love it and loathe it. it it's fun, but um. This is the sacred timeline. I forgot to mention, this is the sacred timeline. So we're now kind of screwed. We're screwing with the sacred timeline. Um, I don't know how sacred that makes it. But uh, this is, yeah. was he who remains as backup plan if he died. Like This is in clear violation of everything the TVA stands for, right? Oh, it's in violation of the TVA. And it's also in violation of what he said. Because he went, I don't know what happens next. I'm being candid. And the whole point is we're supposed to go, 
I believe him. This is the That's first time he's been as, truthful as a, to us. As opposed to the rewrite of, I don't know what happened next. No, no, I do. I've got a plan B. It's all set up. <laughs> I'm coming back. Yeah, good point. So uh, they drop a little package into this boy's room, and he's doing some weird experiments, and he hears the, the thump of the package, and he opens it, and it's the TVA guidebook. Let me ask you a question. I love bootstrap paradoxes. Yeah, yeah, thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, I, I always do love that. Here's the thing that you need. Well, it's it's who wrote <sighs> Beethoven's Fifth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not Doctor Who, right? Um, yeah. Here's the problem with the bootstrap paradox: is is the version of is the version of He Who Remains we saw at the end of time? Is this the same version of him? I have no because if it's not I, the I'm same version, we'll then yeah. it's technically not a bootstrap paradox. But if it is, then where did he come from? Why are you making one timeline sacred if it's because they keep calling him a variant, not him yeah. from earlier. So it's a little bit wibbly wobbly timey wimey. But here's the question I got. Yeah. Is the diversity in Marvel films so, and series so limited that the minute it drops into um, <laughs> into the room of a black ah. boy, we go, oh, it's got to be he who remains. Because surely it can't yeah. be anybody else. I know. I know that and, they were like, and you know what? I did it. I saw it and went, "Oh, it's oh yeah, me remains. too." Because it, 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 it was just like, "All right, that's that's obviously it." Because I know he who remains is black, and I know that this boy's black. Therefore, that's the only logical answer it could be. My my colorblind blind brain wants to be like, "Well, he's doing experiments and that blah blah blah." I don't know. You could, but but yeah. you could argue the context of the episode with Miss Minutes and Rensselaer yeah. and all these other. Th- I mean, that was the TVA. Yeah, those things are all pointing you to a very limited level. And yeah. if you were to go back and find some one person, especially because he told us to do so, that would make sense. So I, if you still, it was just a, it was just a thought experiment. I wanted yeah. to tease out. If you still want like your little reveal, just have it drop in and like you hear someone walking and you just see like some some trousers and yeah. boots seeing it and then go oh what's what's a victor timely and people like me will go oh i know what a victor timely is but yeah i don't think this is supposed to be a big twist when no. it's like what he grows <laughs> up to be who he who in fact but uh, incredible let's go back let's go back to our sacred timeline back to yeah. the uh, back to the review we've had a little opening credits again and we're with casey loki ob just the whole the whole gang and they're all panicking because they're saying, oh, no, the temporal loom's still, you know, unstable. And Obi says, but it's stable now. Sure. Uh, and they need to scale the... Yeah. L- Every episode opens with Obi going, we're all going to die. There's something wrong with the temporal oh, loom. Okay, Five t- minutes later, the, the loom is fixed. So I have to be honest. So I, I watched yeah. this. I started to watch this very late at night last night. Yeah. And uh, as, I, as I explained on, I think, episode two, I've been suffering with the gout. And yeah. so, like, I was going to go out last night. I had plans to go see a show, and I didn't. I ended up just laid up on my couch going, my foot hurts so much. And I had the war- So I've been up since, like, 3 a.m., and I'm trying to watch this around, I don't know, 11.30 at night. The next- So I've been up for, you know, 20 and a half hours or something like oh, that. Oh, Jesus. I'm trying to watch it. And so everything was designed to help me get there. Like, okay, I clearly see who this is. I clearly see where we're going. 
there's i i just turn it off and go back and go i'm drifting off and so i didn't drift off for this but I, when you went ob i went i think we saw ob in this episode and then when you brought it up yeah. i went oh i do remember this then we're all gonna die repeating as a punchline yeah so um yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna be honest with you i kind of liked in my thought head that uh my thought head there's something i kind of thought <laughs> liked in my thought head that i didn't see ob i thought he's a little he's a little crammy down my throat so far I saw um I saw a tweet this morning and I was like oh I feel re- I feel I feel really good that I that I said this like last week and they were like I feel like every episode is missing an episode is what the tweet <laughs> said and I was like oh look at that look at the impact that my brain clearly had and everyone was going mate there's an interesting theory that I'm now playing with which I don't think it'll be true but if it's a plot twist bravo <laughs> Wait, I guess is, for is making it, me like, really is, pissed off is it like Loki season two and a half where we find out all the information that happened between each episode. There is a theory now going around that I've seen, and I think it's some. I don't know if it's a joke or it's them going, "Oh, maybe I have more faith in the writers than I actually do," because I found out some awful stuff about the MCU writers, uh, stuff in general, which I think we're going to talk about best forever for a little news thing. But um, interesting book coming out. But uh, someone was like, maybe the reason we keep feeling like we're skipping episodes is because someone's uh, rewriting time or oh. erasing memories, and I was like, sure. I don't care. It's a gr- I, it's a great idea. It's a in great theory, idea, but triggering your fan base when faith in the MCU is already low doesn't strike me. I give the audience what they want. Kind of the first rule. Masterful gambit. So oh. you've made me hate your show until yeah, 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 yeah. two minutes before the show ends. Yeah, like I really I'll, I'll, I'll appreciate it, but then I get angry if you made me waste what felt like. Yeah, a, yeah you can't. You got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, uh, but. You know, the loom's going to be destroyed and make everything. The loom is fine now, and uh, they need to hmm. scale the loom's capacity to manage all the branches. Otherwise, it will fail, and the TVA will be destroyed, and we're all going to die. We're all going to die again. Um, and Loki and Casey suggest that they need to find Miss Minutes because she could fix it. But how could they find her? So the sooner that they find her, the better. But they know where Miss Minutes is because they found the info on Renslayer's Tempad last episode. So if they find Renslayer, they find Miss Minutes. So now Loki and Mobius are in uh, 1868 after seeing her tempad got a hit there. But there's also a hit in the exact same spot 25 years in the future in 1893. So Mobius, Mobius connects the dots. And there's a cool little transition. I liked this um this little transition where they go from through the door from 1863 uh, to 1893 or wherever it was i thought that was cool i thought that was a really neat editing trick this is part of my uh, sleep deprived version of it so i didn't yeah. I probably the, the elements of the cinematography the transition were lost yeah. on me here and uh they uh they're 25 years in the future and moby and loki uh go to do some investigating when they hear that a ghost clock is haunting the midway and uh, they check the newspaper and it is definitely certainly miss minutes and again they say this is the sacred timeline so they say that time is relative in this thing but clearly because of the way that it's structured that means that they're no longer in the sacred timeline if the blah 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 surely surely they've caused a branch yeah Yeah, isn't isn't that how branches work that something changes my brain is bleeding right Uh, now i don't understand the minute you make the time sort of branches the same as the multiverse 
because they're not they're de- How, at what point does the sacred timeline splinter and you get like the paint time you know what i mean like what we I saw don't in know Doctor- anymore oh it's kevin feige supposed to be the one looking you know he's he oh, he who remains oh. is gonna be feige that's that's, that's my thought Ooh. Do you want to? Do you want an amazing fact? Because I, I hinted at this before, and we'll probably talk about it in the main pod. So if if you're listening on Monday tomorrow, I'll drop you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's a book that's come out or is coming out called MCU: The Um The Saga of Marvel Studios or something, and it chronicles the entire like 25 years of the production. And there's some really juicy details, and I was reading through a thread of, like, the main dramatic things, and I'm going to probably buy the book and read it, because, you know, loads of interesting things. But one of the things that I've discovered, and has been, like, just openly been able to be said, Kevin Feige doesn't give a goddamn shit about those TV shows. He is adamantly against the TV shows, and it was more of a Disney thing going, Disney Plus is a thing, let's make some shows. And Feige went, cool. I'm not going to get involved in that. You do your own thing. I'm going to do some movies. Which is a a hell of a bombshell to drop. Because then it makes me go, well, if Kevin Feige, the overlord of the MCU, doesn't care about these shows, should I care about these shows? Interesting. When's this book coming out? Because I'm totally getting it. It's coming out, I think it's October 26th. It's coming out the same day as the Marvel Timeline book, so that'll be an interesting... There's a, there's a hell of a lot of stuff. There's like a little... Uh, there's a thing about like uh, Ant-Man, what is originally directed by Edgar Wright, and all that kind of stuff yeah. in 2002. There is some fascinating information I found out. What's it called? Uh, it is... I think it's Marvel Studios, The History of the MCU, or something like that. I will get the uh, Marvel Studios book. It's a very interesting book, because um, it... The story of Marvel Studios? I think that is... No, that's come out. That's from October 28th, 2021. I could get that on Prime tomorrow if I wanted to. Uh, Let's... Beautiful looking book. Yeah. That's that's more like a look how good we are kind of thing. It is... Hmm. I will... Oh, MCU, the reign of Marvel Studios. Oh, the reign. That sounds better. Yeah. That's a more like... Very Thanos yeah october 10th it's already out fantastic wow okay yeah i saw this okay i i did so instead of so if you're looking for it online guys it's uh like the hollywood sign but it just says mcu uh i'm i'm on board with this uh it's a very fascinating read 20 pounds i can get it tomorrow by now it's a very uh, from what i've said i think it'll be an interesting discussion to have like as well about how because uh, it kind of went into Star Wars as well. Because there's been a lot of Star Wars projects that just like have vanished into the ether, and that was a Disney thing where they went, "You need to announce these in 2020, so investors will like want to invest in this." How many pages are we talking on this? I have bought it. It's going to be here tomorrow. Uh, it is. I'm just curious because mm. I'm 100% going to read this, and if you read this, uh, let's just do a. Uh, I've read some cliff notes and it was a very uh, shocking thing. There's some stuff about like they have a little list of people who are never allowed to appear in an MCU film again. Yeah, there was a great book years ago about the late night wars in American uh, television. So like the late night talk show hosts like Jay Leno. So the the, the Tonight Show hosted by Jimmy Carson. 
Johnny Carson, sorry, Jay Leno, David Letterman, these sorts of names are in it. And it talks about the fallout of when they went with Leno and not with Letterman. And it sort of goes behind the scenes. And it's one of the most fascinating books on, on the entertainment industry there was. There was another book I read by the same writer years later called Desperate Networks. And it talks about how shows like Grey's Anatomy, Desperate Housewives, Survivor, American Idol, these juggernauts of the very early 21st century, how they came to be and the problems that lost, the problems that were sort of involved with that. So anything that goes behind the scenes and talks about the inner workings and power struggles and all that stuff, I find fascinating. Oh, so, I, love, I love the airing dirty laundry out books. They're as great. Long, as long as it's not like the, you know, the unauthorized story. Of, yeah. Okay, then it's usually like trash. It's not well. It needs to be both. Both. Here's how. Here's what went down. But with enough objectivity and skill to yeah. tell that story well. So I love a book with sources. Sh- should this be like this? And it looks like it is. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let's let, let's let's read it, and we'll do. A, we'll do. A, I'm looking for a synonym for read that starts with an S. But you know, basically a version of a see it or skip it uh, on the yeah. book. It would be really interesting to sort of talk through because it's film adjacent. Be really because I've wanted to do something about the demise of the MCU actually for for quite some time, whether that was a roundtable yeah. or whatever it is. But just getting people together and going. Where are we really? What's really occurring? Like, surely, sorry guys for interrupting your usual Loki uh, episode three uh, thing, but hey, that's how the sacred timeline goes. Um, Uh, But, you know, surely we've hit that tipping point. Surely the best is beyond us. And if I'm being honest, surely we're all waiting for when it gets blown up and we can restart it again with the characters we care more about. Did I just say that? Yeah, I just said that. You know, um, you can dress things up all you want. What do I want? I want to see. Um, I want to see the origin stories again of uh, Tony Stark, of Steve Rogers, of Peter Parker, of you know Thor. Uh, but you know these are the things I want to have again. And and surely we got to be looking towards how do we get to the end game? Pun fully intended. So we There's can something so we can blow it off and, and start again. And so sort of looking at it whilst we're in the middle of of a decline when arguably the rot is starting to set in when they've been taken down by their own greed and hubris. Hey, here's an idea. Look at that of our branching timeline and how you feel you can't keep control of it. Now look at all your properties you got on Disney plus and you know, your oversaturation of the market. Take a look. This is where you are. You can't keep track of your one sacred timeline. Marvel studios time to do some pruning speech over. I've, I think it will be an interesting little read because there's there's something I find fascinating about how because we said last week or, or the week before that Marvel like had everything pretty much like in their grasp and under control and now it's like slipping through their fingers of like you know just like people that work for them that are in everyone's good books or just like you know regular PR. And I think reading through the cliff notes, and at some point I'll read through it and go, oh, wow, this is like eye-opening. But everything I've I've seen so far, I've gone, oh, this has become too much for them to deal with, to make one thing. Yep. And maybe, I think as well, when you, when you have a film that's called Endgame, and it's yeah. the end of a major story, but most people go, cre- okay, creatively, without question, creatively, that was where you <laughs> should have ended it, without question. Yeah. But there's still money to be made. Financially, I mean, yeah. Who can argue with, like, you know, Guardians 3 still brought in a ton of cash, but look at stuff mm-hmm. like Blue Beetle, you know what I mean? Like, we, we, we've clearly seen it's not... It's not a, a never-ending funnel of money coming your way, and you can blame the pandemic. That hasn't helped, but... 
at the Granted, end of Blue Beetle was never going to make any money because no. people went the DC the DCU's failing because yeah. DCU's dead why am I going to go watch a film of a universe which doesn't exist anymore do you think it's and that everyone, yeah. do you think it's that or do you think it's you can't just slap anything tell me it's a comic book and call it a win I like Blue Beetle as a character I didn't go see the film right, anyway but, okay so so yeah. a decade ago guardians of the galaxy comes out a group we've never heard of yeah and because the genre is so fresh and untapped james gunn's able to sort of combine his storytelling with the promotional capacity of a marvel on on on, on a genre that hasn't been over exhausted yet and mm. we're able to make something happen because it was the next marvel film and that was enough to sell a movie at that point it's the next marvel film I don't think now. Grand Blue Beetles DC, but I don't think the idea of it is a comic book movie is is any longer enough. I think we're done because the lore is so expansive for your average fan to keep up with. And the minute you just put it behind a paywall, and you went even watching the movies in enough by the, the movies that you started putting out four or five times a year in some cases in the cinema, it's it, it's just grown beyond its you know it's funny when you think about avengers one and people talked about the event that film was and it was an event like no one ever mm. saw that coming now look back and tell me years later it doesn't feel small it does feel tiny it does doesn't well. it i know a lot wow, of you people got five who... actors together good for you <laughs> i remember when uh everyone was like oh avengers infinity war is gonna have 30 different actors and stories and we went oh wow that's a lot and then reports of secret was like we plan to have 150 and i went fuck off that's too many i don't have the energy for that no one has the energy it's, for it's that. turned more rather than a skill in filmmaking it's turned into a feat of scheduling yeah you managed to get all 150 people's schedules to line up wow on that a, was cool on a was giant comics. on a giant blue screen scene where yeah that's what comics have that ability because it's yeah. you can do you can go infinite places with it and you know you know the ability with comics you uh someone's like i'm writing a captain america story and i'm thinking maybe this might be good for to have spider-man for some character interactions you know you know the easy scheduling thing i would walk maybe three steps to another cubicle and go hey jerry do you mind if we just have a quick discussion about maybe putting spider-man uh in in there i just want some tips about how you characterize him he goes sure yeah, I was going to ask, Done. like, in a comic book, would you have, like, so let's say you have one of those giant panels where everybody shows up. Yeah. Are you getting, what's the process like? Do you have to go with the person who usually does the art for Spider-Man to draw in the Spider-Man in that group shot? Or, no, or no. Or because um, they're small enough, can you just have, like, the main team just go ahead and go nuts? Uh, the way I use it, because my, my, the thing I'm thinking of, there's uh, there was a recently a big DC event. I say big, like, small dc event called night terrors and the whole thing was across the dc universe everyone's getting nightmares and being possessed by this evil thing but it means that all the dc characters will come together at some point so it's it'll be written by like one person but then the tie-ins be written by like the regular writers of like batman or uh wonder woman blah 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 and then there'll be one main guy who i think that's like tom king who's writing the main story which we'll call night terrors and then we'll have one artist for that so the artists are doing all their own different work so you'll have one guy uh, there's like ario and dito maybe who's doing the night terrors artwork 
for that comic because that's only four issues so he has time to do that meanwhile the main right the main artists of like the main batman series will just do the batman tie-in so you get different types of art styles but they still just go cool i know how to do batman i'll do that uh even if i'm not the main batman artist okay yeah thanks for that i, I still didn't know the answer to that so that's yeah. good to know it's just a lot of like it's just a lot of talk they all just use like slack or something they, they do the same with marvel and star wars it's just like a everyone keeps in the loop kind of thing and go cool do you need any tips on how to do this cool just do this thing or i i recommend maybe writing this way or that and it, it that that's all it is it's easy with writing in comics because you know it's easier to do that than going i need 17 people in this place yeah. for 14 hours and that's gonna cost eight million dollars per second or whatever and then just the natural we saw so-and-so headed the set on this like the, the ability to keep <laughs> any of these stories secret i mean as much as the internet and camera phones have have been a wonderful thing it's ruined the ability to be surprised by so many yeah. things in entertainment it's 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 difficult to go i saw ethan Sachs writing dialogue for yeah. this character like it, it's 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 harder to, to say that like like i tried to wait away from spoilers for avengers endgame years ago and i yeah. knew it was going to be a time travel narrative six the months day the day yeah. the day after infinity war came out there were arcs going end game footage uh, avengers 4 footage showing time travel and i went yeah okay. they're in their original I just saw the film. and i'm like okay yeah. so i know already but there's no time to even like i had that walk out of the cinema which was great yeah but i instantly okay there's gonna use time travel and just get everybody back <laughs> that's that's that's, that's yeah, all they're gonna do fun. It's fine. We already know how it is. It's like, it's like if I worked out of Star Wars Seven, and I was like, "Oh wow, I wonder how they're going to resolve Luke's plot." And then someone went, "Footage of Kylo Ren facing Luke Skywalker scene on set." I go, "Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I guess he leaves the planet. He didn't like something like. I guess he left the, the planet." Sorry, I'm having some RAM issues, so I'm getting a little bit of buffering. I'm, I'm noticing in my own video, I'm very choppy. I'm trying to fix that as we as we currently do this. Ah, it's okay. Um, it's fine. Yeah, I've got task manager not responding on a blue wheel. So <laughs> I'm going, what is, okay, it's got to be my 39. Oh, my 77 windows I have of Google Chrome open. Let's 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 fix that, shall we? Let's, let's close all <laughs> 77 of those. Um, so <laughs> as it's closing that, which is causing my time, my sacred timeline to crash, um, like you like imagine like luke i am your father like you, yeah you couldn't pull that off today oh i up? discovered something amazing what's that um so i like I, I i like star wars and my thing that i've been doing recently is like i'll i'll go through the entire release of all the star wars stuff from like 1976 when the book came out to uh, present and it's just an easy way of trying to follow a, a a timeline of the actual series. Yep. But um, in nineteen eighty, yeah, nineteen eighty, when Empire came out, a month before the film came out, the novelization released. So if you really wanted to, and people probably did, you could go and read the book and then go, "Oh my god, Vader's his dad." Like it's it's a complete possibility. The same happened with Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the the video game of Revenge of the Sith came out in April. Yeah, uh, the Lego version and the video game to like Lego Lego and to Lego recently has been the big spoiler for so yeah. many things. They, they spoiled Civil be, War. I remember yeah, that stuff's got to be sent off like a year in advance. Like it's insane. Yeah. But you know, 
if, even if you haven't read the novelization, without going to the street and just yelling at people, or biggest scale, what are you going to do? Rent a billboard or rent? But as far as your free options, outside of yelling at people as you walk down the street, there was no, there was no impact of what could happen yeah. with that. I remember when Deathly Hallows released, uh, a load of people got the book early because of people didn't still they still didn't understand like releasing it on the day, and it was more. So this person pre-ordered the book. We'll release it now. So a load of people got Deathly Hallows early in like 2005. So at the midnight release of the book, a load of people in a truck will go and pass with like air horns going, Snape kills Dumbledore, <laughs> which is awful. But it's it's like, someone was like, page se- uh, 54, this thing happens. The same thing that happened with the final book. And I'm like, that's awful, but it's like a little bit funny. Yeah. yeah. It's funny to look back on. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, uh, even like I remember how much everybody seemed to respect the big ending of Endgame. I'm uh, not Endgame of Infinity War. Yeah, and I no, think about that. No one would tell anybody, and I'm mm. like, I'm not even convinced you could do that. I think we've come so far with with just technology being omnipresent. Like when I watch a wrestling pay per view, the ability for me to not have it spoiled for me is almost zero because I have so many ways of that information getting to me. Rise of Skywalker's release had that too. Maybe it's because you've got the the, the companies themselves publishing results because it's it's presented yeah. as a it's presented as a live sporting event, right? With with instant yeah. reveals. Then I have their YouTube pages, so the algorithms are pushing their stuff to me there. Then you've got people on Twitter and Facebook taking that stuff. Also, because the fact that you've just generally got. You know, because of the social media age we live in, they encourage you. They want to be in the moment. So, yeah, I take screenshots. I want to get likes for making take jokes about shots. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the Fan cinema, cams. because of its sort of lockdown on, it's a closed environment. It's a little bit less, but man, I just don't think if Endgame happened, not Endgame, Infinity War happened today, I think people would know everything. I do. I think you'd be watching some sort of stream of something else and someone would shout under the mic about what happens. And that's... Hmm. That's how uh, that's how Han Solo's death got 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 spoiled for oh me. Oh my god! Like I couldn't avoid. I I went I went the day after it released, and I, maybe maybe I don't know. Seventeen hours between the release at midnight and when I went to go see it, I went on Facebook for a hot second, and every comment was flooded with Han Solo's killed by his son Kylo yeah. Ren. I'm like, the cool. It's like three different spoilers. Rise of Skywalker, I promise, if you're wanting to listen to Loki, we'll get to Loki in a minute. But when Rise of Skywalker was coming to release, the entire story, the plot leaked, and there was was an advertising campaign by Burger King Germany, where if you wanted a free burger, a free Whopper, they would spoil the film for you. Which I feel breaks, like, several different laws and, like, contracts, but whatever. But it was, like, everyone's joys to go... I'm gonna. Sp- here's who who's related to who, and who here's who who dies. And I'm like, do you not know shame? Just just sit down, watch the film, shut up. Like it, it, that, that's the easiest thing to do. Even if you don't like the film, just yep. respect is 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 given. Respect someone else's Asshole. experience. That's right. Yeah, I don't like the Flash. I I I have a fundamental dislike of the concept of the Flash just for multiple reasons. But if someone's like, I don't want to know, I'm gonna go. I won't tell you. You find that you that's that's your journey to go on. Oh, uh, back to, <laughs> back to Harry Potter for one moment, then we can move back. 
Yeah. I'm sitting at teacher's college with a couple of friends, and we're starting to get, we're just barely getting to know each other because basically the way teacher's college works is you had your undergrads from some other university and you apply yeah. and it's a one year program. So here's a whole bunch of people I don't know. Let's make our own little new universe. And we're sitting there and we're sort of sharing. We're okay, we got sports in common, we got this in common. Yada. And then I started about Harry Potter, and they're really big into Harry Potter. I'm not. Mm. But I'm going, yada, yada. I said, hey, I've read the book, so please don't tell me any spoilers because I'm, I'm, I might make my way through it one day really meaning i might watch the movies yeah at which point he drops well nothing happens that movie anyway besides dumbledore dies (laughs) what it's amazing he said oh you see you said i said i said i I read the book he went oh i assumed you'd watch the movies i said why would i be that pedantic where i'm like don't tell me about the wording of the event that's incredible it was I'm, I'm, i'm proud of that guy Oh. That's so funny. He had like the biggest like confused. What do you mean? This is a spoiler. Nothing <laughs> happens that much in the last shadow. Just well, no, Luke dies. After he tells Snoke me dies. just the idea of it. No, but you said the book, and I'm like, the, it's, it's ba- the films are based on the novels. Just a thought. I haven't. I don't want it. Don't spoil Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for me. I've not read the book yet. Well, that's fine. Nothing really happens in the movie either, other than he gets the Chocolate Factory. Can I tell you, ah, shit. Can I tell you how Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory ends? Can I, can I, can I? <laughs> that's a different film. The name's different. It's name, fine. The, the, the Gene Wilder one, it's Willy Wonka in yeah. the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. It's the, anyway. be- the better movie. Anyway. <laughs> Back to Loki. Away from the alternate timeline of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp and the weird orange balloon. But Back to timothy chalamet movie oh wow i can't wait for that one anyway there's nothing really impactful apparently oh yeah sorry to, to bring you up to speed because this has been right, 25 but yeah uh loki and mobius are in uh 1893 now after a little uh time travel through a door and they're like oh nothing really impactful happened i think other than like the chicago fire in the 70s uh the 1870s but mobius goes oh yeah the chicago world's fair the world's fair yeah, yeah, and a, a, a thing, a, a moment of of my of my brain, because we were like, well, "This is the sacred time where nothing can be changed." I, there's a massive thing that's going to be changed in like two, three minutes. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that first, and then I go. Remember something else from Iron Man too. Uh, they couldn't have gone to 1868 by mistake. At least Renslayer couldn't have. So they must have had a plan. So they're going to figure out why they've gone 25 years into the future, and they do some investigating and see that there's a oh we, yeah there's a ghost clock haunting the midway, and it's definitely Miss Minutes. So here's the thing: the Chicago World's Fair and just the World's Fair in general is said to have inspired Howard Stark because in Iron Man Two he's got the Stark Expo, and they keep doing that. If I'm Howard Stark, I'm going, oh, I don't know if I want to do that because of the ghost. That's a bit. Remember the time that there was a ghost scene and there was a there was a there was a ghost explosion. This is where it gets weird. This is where the sacred timeline becomes weird. Getting weird. Is it sacred? No. So there's there's two options here. Number one, Howard Stark, who we see, isn't inspired by that unless we go by Ouroboros logic and now all of a sudden he remembers oh yeah i think i did remember something about that <laughs> or time's bullshit so either we've violated a sacred timeline or you've discounted it as just going yeah people back in 1894 they saw they saw a projector and they thought it was a ghost all right yeah. cool sure we'll, we'll hand we'll hand wave it away for now i'm just i'm just being a little bit of a little bit of a uh, meanie and poking holes where i can because i'm having a bad time uh so it was some time later 
And uh, Loki and Mobius have been doing some searching, and they searched everywhere, even the Cracker Jack concession stand. And I wanted to hear Loki's yay or nay on Cracker Jack. He didn't really give it. He w- he said it tastes like ash. Yeah, but then he was what is Cracker Jack? I've never heard of this. Cracker Jack is a combination of foods. I think it's basically like a toffeeed popcorn. Oh, okay. With some peanuts. And uh, it's very linked with baseball culture. Um, there's a song called Take Me Out to the Ball Game, which is sung in every ballpark in uh, a professional game in the United Take States. That's game. it. And, and yeah. in the, in the yeah. take me out to the crowd, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I ever come back. So it has sort of survived. Um. I've never bought myself Cracker Jack by itself although if i was out some if i was at a ball game i might do it caramel coated popcorn mm. and peanuts that's it yep yeah i hate caramel popcorn but i love peanuts maybe i'll try that one day what i got but, news uh, for you the, 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 the caramel popcorn is like 85 percent of it so you probably don't want to do it just well maybe if, i won't try it then feel like the 15 percent you might want to <laughs> yeah I have I have enjoyment for like a small moment, and then I remember. Oh no, I hate caramel popcorn. But uh, yeah, Loki hates the taste, and they have a bit of an argument about it. And then Loki gets envy because there's a diorama of Odin, Thor, but not Loki. It's Boulder the Brave. This was a fun. This was a fun enough moment. Yeah, I like it when they remind us of Loki's over. Like when he gets sad. Well. When they go, Loki's not just a guy who exists in the TVA. Yeah. Loki still has all his Loki memories, all of our memories from the the first uh, Thor film is totally yeah. justified, even if they play a little bit fast and loose with, with Thor 2 and what that means. Um, but no, the idea of that, that he, he's not just Tom Hiddleston in a new role going by the name Loki. Yeah. But now Maybe he's a even detective. Says, I- He's like, I forget you. I forget sometimes you're, you're one, one of them. Of them. I, yeah. think, I think that might be the Marvel Studios <laughs> saying it to us. <laughs> sometimes we forget that Tom Hiddleston was this other character. Maybe it's the writers going, all yeah. right. <laughs> Whoops. And then Loki sees, he's like, Thor wasn't that tall. And then he sees a, a sign for Victor Timely's Temporal Marvels. And uh, now... We go to the temporal marvels, and uh, Renslayer is having an argument with Miss Minutes, who's in her bag, about you know when it's time to come out. She doesn't want to scare anyone yet, and uh, this is it. This is this is the area. And Loki and Mobius enter, and they see her, and then bang, boom, wow! A new player enters the game. It's a man of marvels who's hidden by a silhouette, giving a speech about time in front of the temporal loom. And he speaks real weird. He's 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 a little, he's a little bit eccentric. He's a bit of a, a bit of a dork. And he's like, time is everything. It moves through each and every one of us. He's also it, got a stutter. Yeah, it shapes our lives, our futures, and um, perhaps we can shape it. And it's he who remains, but not exactly. It's, it's, it's it's a it's a Jonathan Majors. This is this is the Ant Man clip, a right? Really, yeah. If this this is a really clever, if if you didn't see Ant Man and the Wall, uh, sorry, Ant Man Quantum Mania, if you didn't, yeah, I didn't. Uh, and all you saw was Loki, and you saw this Shakespearean, charismatic, eloquent, 
so charismatic, versatile speaker, a great mm-hmm. orator. And if you're an actor who's going, look, we want to get the idea of variance out there. What do you do? You take his greatest strength from the series finale, season finale, series finale, whatever you want to call it, of, of season one, that, that Shakespearean sort of soliloquy. And you remove his strength from it. So he doesn't have the ability to, to flow lovely sentences together. Instead, you get this staccato sort of punching of individual words and, and syllables. But yet he's still so damn engaging. Yeah. The ability to do, like we talked about Tom Cruise um, on our most recent uh, film review, The Last Samurai. Yeah. And how Tom Cruise kind of sounds the same in all his films. And we talk, you know, is he really acting? You know, or is he a movie star? Like this guy is acting his socks off. There's something interesting about this the entire time. Because obviously, I've not seen Quantumania. I probably won't from what I've heard about. You know, the whole of, the three th- of, of the three, he who remains is by far the worst performance. Yeah. By yeah. far the worst. I saw I saw the end credit scene where it's the Loki clip and I saw the thing where it's the Council of Kangs and I went, ah, oh, cool. I know who Ramata is. That's cool. And I, I went on my way. Uh, but from this, my only real Kangs have been he who remains and Mr. Timely. And this entire time I'm going, is this a ruse? And I'm double guessing, second guessing, triple guessing every single thing that he's doing this episode. Because I'm like, is this a ruse? Is this actually Me him? too. Me too. I, and, and maybe I've been fooled for like for this by the end but i'm i'm going oh this is for real a different guy and granted 26th or whenever of of, of october we'll find out the jonathan majors thing but for for now i'm just going from a performance Wait, thing did you say 26th of october that's when the court date thing happens yeah it's it's ridiculously soon that's thursday jeez yeah yeah we f- we find out before the next episode or the the court date at least begins i, I don't know how long it will it will last but we'll get some kind of verdict maybe do you think they filmed two endings i do wonder i why in I, case I do, it I goes the right way one in case it goes the wrong way yeah that would I'm, be a I'm, clever way to go about it yeah i'm not going to be one of those people who's like abuse allegations aside because i've seen people do that on twitter and i'm like that's an evil thing to say abuse allegations aside he's really i'm just going he's a good actor and the performance is good. I'm gonna let the court get away until the courts say a thing. I'm gonna let the courts do their thing. I'm not gonna comment yeah. about the quality of his humanity. Yeah. Um, nor am I gonna discredit the quality. I'm just not. I'm on a place where I'm. I'm credited. Yeah. I think. Hope. I'd like to think we're all learning this. I'd like to think we are. Mental, mental episode as well, because obviously Major Tara Strong thing, and I've gone. I've gone and mm. said she did some awful things. She's been fired from th- some things because of her comments. It's it's Miss Minutes. It's an, it's an easy. There's a little Texan yeehaw thing, but I'm oh, not going to be like Miss Minutes. You yeah. can you can you can easily you, you could easily. Howdy, uh, folks. There we go. Yeah, if, when you make someone the yeah. face. Plus, you can just do a software update. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you can explain this away with one line of dialogue. Done. Yeah, the way the way the way she seems to go with it. There's probably going to be a, a have little her, change. Have her go from like an orange tinge to a slightly you know rosier tinge, and just having the <laughs> voice change. Done. I, I, it's it's, it's Miss Minutes 2.0. Done. Finished. We're, we're going to call her Missy. Yeah, like Helen whole, Hours. It's so easy. But but anyway, um. So back to Victor Timely. Yeah, Loki's terrified. 
Uh, Mobius isn't too fast. He, he doesn't. And, yeah, he's not. He's like this guy. This guy. This, this, this guy? is a loser. Yeah, <laughs> he's love. He's a uh, locker shovable. Like he he is he is the 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 little uh, weakling. And there's uh, some Vic, there's, there's some rage when he says the word power. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's some rage there. That's the one I'm like, oh, something bad's gonna happen. So yeah. he's gonna do something bad, but maybe not. And he's saying, you know, time is the energy of the future, is the future of energy. And uh, someone says, well, what would you know about the future? And he, he drops, he drops a hard boy on him. And um, oh, did he really? I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's like, more is, than you might think, sir. This is, I think, more than you might think is when I, I, I went back and restarted it from yeah. when's the last thing I think I remember really, really well, and I was scanning, scanning, scanning. Okay, here when he starts to get yeah. challenged about time. Yeah. And um, Loki's like, well, this is this is the variance that he who remained warned us about. And as Victor gives his speech, he uh, he begins to light up the loom as the energy sort of works around him. And it uses oh. the energy of time itself into fine threads of power, he says, which weaves into elegant ropes of voltage. Chaos. And he starts clicking his fingers and doing a little tap dance. And he's like, chaos of particles is transformed into... Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. The, his performance with the dance and the order, I went, this guy oh, is good. Acting level, he's got to be classically trained in some capacity. This guy he's is a performer. This guy's off the charts. Yeah. Everybody else is playing. It's, it's an overused term these days, but I'm going to say it. Everybody else is playing checkers. This guy's playing chess. Not the character, yeah. the guy doing the acting. Yeah. It's he, good. It's good. He's not just save, walk there and save his line and look at the camera here. This guy is constructing something special yeah um yeah i'd be as as a viewer watching an actor perform a character i hope i'm allowed to continue watching that that being said the legal system trumps everything obviously yeah so thursday <laughs> Be a big day, I guess. Next time you guys see us or hear us, at least <laughs> we, 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 we might have a different we, opinion. We, we, we may have some more information on this. Yeah, and he says to you that with this device, the wattage that Edison uses to power a single light bulb can light the whole of Chicago. I, I've written all of these in exclamation points, but because you know, what, what was what, this? Is, this is this is his thing, and uh, someone's like, "Well, you need a lot more than to light a whole city to impress." And he's like. I don't want to light a whole city. He wants to light the entire planet. And he begins to test the device as the electricity whirs around the loom. And uh, now Mobius is concerned. He's saying, well, okay, we need to get him to the TVA. And Loki's saying, well, that's a terrible idea. The last place we need him to be is the TVA. But Mobius reminds us his aura is the only thing that can fix the loom. So um, Timely leaves after his... Uh, display and Renslayer gets his attention, but he gets interrupted by another man wanting to buy his temporal loom after he hints, you know, there have been many worthy investors that have been interested. He's like, no, no, I don't want to invest. I want to buy this. I want to buy the patent and make this. And he says, no, 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 I don't do partners. He doesn't do partners. Mm. And um, then another man stops and makes an offer and creates a bidding war that timely creates is like 500 six seven eight eight fifty and then the original guy says one thousand dollars and victor takes it and he gives this like wry smile as well the only we can see after being like well i don't tell and he's like okay here have it and they go off and take it 
and he gives a small piece of the thousand dollars to the second man who did the quote unquote bid, a partner maybe. Oh, I didn't catch that. Well yeah. done. He's, he's a little I'm like, swindler. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, is he a nice guy? What's going on here? Is he's helping. I didn't realize. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Loki gets into like a little brawl with this big brute who he spilled his drink onto. And uh, at the same time, Renslayer catches up with Timely as an explosion goes off. Uh, because turns out he's a bit of a swindler. He's a con man. And uh, the big brute that Loki's fighting, uh, he's like, oh, let's take this outside. So Loki says, sure, and magics him away outside, which I thought was cute and clever. It's fun. I missed that. And um, then Loki and Mobius catch up with Renslayer and uh, Victor, and they're all arguing about you know their professions and where they work together. And then another man catches up with Victor and says, these trousers that you made to make me taller aren't working. And that's when Loki goes, you're a confidence trickster. And he says, no, no, no. I'm a luminary. He's like, yeah, yeah, of course you're luminary. How could I not see that? And he's trying to charm him and praise him. And then the man that Victor gave a thousand dollars to finds him and chases him because he swindled him because the loom exploded. And then the music goes real wacky and goofy. And I'm having a Scooby-Doo type, zany time. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't... <sighs> I was sitting there going. Is, is, I, was, <laughs> I, I was going. Is, is the story being written just to justify this scene? Is 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 everything about? Oh, I I I sat there and kind of came out of myself and went. It feels that the director is a little bit just too in love with doing this this sort of old timey thing. Um, I love. I, I guess. If, I, I guess if you're gonna do it, commit to it. It was like they went. Can we do? Can we do our take? on a um buster keaton sort of silent film sort yeah. of sort of caper and yeah they, they had their moment and uh all right yep yeah, uh you know can't let people in wandavision have all the fun i guess so off they it, went. it felt a bit like a marvel mystery comic from the 40s where there's wacky crazy vaudeville hijinks but this is just more like this again it's it's so this happens one i guess for entertainment and and whatever but also just to go this isn't the the he who remains or Kang that you've seen before. This guy is zany, and he comes with quips, and he runs away. Yeah, yeah. He he runs to a Ferris wheel, and he sneaks into the Ferris wheel. They follow him, and he crawls out of the Ferris wheel. So the guys chasing him get trapped and have to spend the entirety of a Ferris wheel ride before they can find him. And uh, B fifteen calls Mobius and says, "Hey, Casey found a weird tempad reading about ten feet away from where you are." And Loki catches timely, but Sylvie's here with a machete yeah. and tries to stab him and gets thrown into another Ferris wheel carriage. I thought this, so was, now, pre- I thought yeah. this was presented really well. I thought the tonal yeah. shift between the wacky, wacky hijinks and, oh, shoot, stakes are real again. Yeah. Um, so now we've got a Ferris wheel carriage uh, that's moving with uh, Victor Timely, Loki and Sylvie, and they're all in this un- enclosed carriage for the foreseeable future. And Sylvie says... I'm going to kill him. Like, I'm I'm going to kill him. You can't stop me. And Loki tries to intervene, saying, well, we need him so the TVA isn't destroyed. And if the loom fails, there's not going to be a branch for you to go back to. And without him, we can't fix it. There won't be anything for anyone. 
and Sylvie refuses to believe him again and saying that you're working with a TVA, uh, with a he who remains variant and that won't bring any joy to anyone. And she blames him for founding the TVA because he's the most dangerous man that should be waltzed back into the TVA, given that power again. And Loki says, I don't know who this guy is. I didn't think I'd see him and I didn't give him the guidebook, the TVA guidebook, to which Victor Popsum says, Oh, this thing. I remember being given this, which doesn't help his case because Sylvie goes to try and kill him again. Yeah. And Loki intervenes again. I will say I really appreciated the fact that it felt like a recall back to a season one's finale. But I, she even says that. Yeah. And I like yeah. that. I like the idea that these are these characters' ideological stances. Sylvie will always be against this. And yeah. Loki will always be, like us, trying. He's a great stand-in for us, trying to figure out which of the two is the right. Because he doesn't know yeah. he's making his best decision. And he might be wrong, and that's okay. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're saying we need him. There's more fighting. And Loki tries to reason with Sylvie again. And this one, she goes, this is all very familiar, isn't it? We've done this dance before. And uh, the Ferris wheel starts to come down to the main floor again. So Loki does a magic blast and stops Sylvie. And uh, because of the blast, it blows uh, Loki and Victor out onto the, the field again. So Renslayer then gets Miss Minutes out to cause a major distraction as a giant spooky apparition. And uh, she steals Timely away. And Sylvie's pissed off because, uh, you know, He's gone on away again, and Loki and Mobius uh, get a tandem bike for two to then try and ride to find Victor Timely. This was a strange tonal shift, the bike. I think this is solely for Twitter people who who uh, want Mobius and Loki to be a couple, and they can go, see, yeah. it's them being, they're doing a couple's ride. It's the goofy that, zany hijinks. I, I wouldn't put that beyond it, but yeah, I thought... Yeah. It didn't add anything to the story. It just it literally just like Mobius comes out of nowhere. If it's just to yeah. go, here's where Mobius was. Cool, but um, it's not paid it, off it, later. The, it's, yeah, it, it was it was a strange exit. Oh, it's it's paid off later, but then immediately dropped. That was it. Okay, yeah. So we go to Timely's quote unquote house, and uh, he shows Renslayer his inventions, like a refrigerator chair. Cool. And uh, Miss Minutes introduces herself. It is really interesting. When they first meet, yeah. she asks if she can have a moment. He kind of looks at her and goes, you can have all the moments. And so yeah. they're planting in your head some sort he of a romantic chemistry yeah. between the two of them. And uh, Miss Minutes appears and she's like, hi, I'm Miss Minutes. And she is, she is smitten. We got a little uh, <laughs> romantic triangle, love triangle between two people and, a, and an AI projection. Yeah. Cool. It's it's interesting, and she hints, you know, to his future that he'll have. So Renslayer sits him down and tries to explain, you know, about he who remains, but uh, and the TVA, and there were two variants of a Norse god who killed him, which created different timelines and unlimited versions of himself. So he created the TVA, and she's like, I hope this isn't like too much for you. And he says, No, this is this is the story of myself that I always imagined, but but it's true this time. And Renslayer insists that with her by his side, she'll keep him from being killed this time. And Miss Minutes butts in because she's jealous and she's trying to show, you know, how much more important she is than Renslayer because she knows what a great man he'll become. Mm -hmm. And uh, then from here, Renslayer says, you know, the loom needs your help. 
So despite the fact that uh, a bit before I didn't mention, but there's just a bit of bickering between Renslayer and uh, Mobius and like the other three fight in the in the uh, Ferris wheel. They all have the same the same goal. They want to fix the loom. But for whatever reason, they all just hate each other and won't cooperate. And I guess we'll find that out a bit later on. But everyone, everyone just wants to to fix the loom and the branching timelines for now. And um, and then Victor's like, well, that's not that's the same thing that the wizard gentleman and his butler said on the Ferris wheel. And then there's a knock on the door, and Victor says, "Okay, we gotta go because it's the old man that he swindled, and uh, he's not going to the TVA just yet." because he needs to get his latest prototype from across the lake. And uh, he does his sales in Chicago, but his lab is in Wisconsin because of lower taxes. And uh, as they escape, this is when Loki and Mobius arrive on their tandem bike. And uh, Loki deals with, yeah, he deals with a swindled man and they lose track of Renslayer and Timely and uh, Miss Minutes who hid under some stairs. And he's, he's kitted this whole area out for, you know, if someone comes back spurned from his scams and uh, the trio then make their way to a boat to get to uh, across the lake to Wisconsin. And this is where he tells Renslayer all about his new invention, which he needs because it manipulates time itself. And he's been using the TVA guidebook for notes that was delivered to him as a child. Thanks to some divine hand. And he never found out who it was, and then he realizes it was Renslayer and goes to thank her. And then Miss Minute scoffs and she's getting real jealous. Like, well, you, you did the equivalent of a postman. There's someone else who did that, not you. So he's like, okay, well, whoever it is, I want to thank them. And he also goes, and I'd like to shake the fine hand of the man who wrote this, Ouroboros. He does and say, I, it yeah. feels like he's, I'm having a one-on-one conversation yeah. with him. I'm, I'm doubling down. I'm doubling I, down I put hard. in brackets here, I put, this is proving Ian's theory. Yeah. He's just enough that you go, hey, I like him. Man, they're going to, I, I think. Whoo. Because if Victor stays neutral and good for the rest of the show, Ouroboros is doing a, it's, the equivalent of a baby face turn. I, he might be. Or Boris will be doing the heel turn. Yeah. Um, he's going to be, um, I think he's your plan B. I do. I think if, it, yeah. if you need to pivot, he becomes the version thereof. And I think we find out he's probably a good enough actor to pull it off. We've just seen him in these quirky mm. kind of roles. D- different variants of himself. I, th- I think yep. he, that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as surprised if that was well, like the, thing of going, okay well there's there, a backup there is a post-credit scene from from ant-man which you'll have to explain away which is the stadium full of jonathan majors all going yeah nuts. but um easy enough to do yeah. um we're gonna have to uh oh i don't know if we mentioned this when he comes to the divine hand there's also a bit where he sort of like places his finger and sort of just strokes the hand of uh renslayer yeah i've got a, a bit because that happens oh, okay, like again in a minute yeah so he's going on about like, well, my ideas were good. I just never had the tech to do them. And yeah. they, they do really work. Oh, oh happy day. I, I wonder if this is a shot at James Cameron <laughs> on some level. Because <laughs> he famously like didn't do Avatar because the technology wasn't ready for his ideas yet. Meanwhile, George Lucas <laughs> is like, I want to do this thing. I can't. I'll make it I'll, myself. I'll make it. Well, Cameron, yeah. to his credit, does make most of the technology yeah. himself. But like it he says, time. like he held on to 
uh, avatar for like, if you believe his press, like 30 years. The difference was Lucas was just impatient. That was all. Yeah, Lucas found a way. That's why there's four different versions of the original trilogy. I guess the difference would be Lucas didn't have this other film career to sort of fall back on, whereas Cameron, I'll I'll, I'll make make True Lies. I'll do that while I wait. (laughs) And uh, yeah, Victor and Renslayer have like a little bit of a moment together and he makes her a paper flower. And she's like, yeah, yeah, she's saying, I'm starting to see the man that you'll become. And this man is getting really jealous now and sad. And um then is Renslayer slick because she says, you know, I'm looking forward to this partnership. She sleeps in a boat, which was a really dumb choice anyway. Well, this is where he strokes <laughs> her hand, right? Uh, this is after. Yeah, he yeah, strokes her hand. Because when she says partnership, partner, he, he, he comes away. back. Now, I thought yeah. that was because I didn't pick up on the importance of the word partner because I mm. thought everything before is just part of his sales pitch. So the I don't do partners thing. But it could be, I, I guess, upon hearing it the second time, um, a key element of his character of who he yeah. is um but i also you know she doesn't reciprocate his physical advance she doesn't put a finger back on top of his she leaves her hand where stationary i mean the partners yeah it's equality but it also means we're going to keep this professional i i guess yeah maybe? that but that was my initial reading and then of course things yeah. go the episode goes as it goes i'll keep going yeah uh, Renslayer's in a boat sleeping again. Stupid choice because it gets lowered into the water as it's revealed that Miss lowered Minute it gets dropped. dropped. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Miss Minutes has kind of goaded Victor into abandoning Renslayer, and she's like, "Well, you know, you you said you don't do partners and blah blah blah." And uh, we go to Victor's lab and we see the real Miss Minutes as he welcomes her to his lab. And she begins to sing and talk sweet about his previous variant. And he picks up the culmination of his life's work. It's this little orb thing that will manipulate time. And he's ready to go now. And we've so, seen it. Our MacGuffin is now fully, yeah. fully acquired. And Miss but it's Minutes not the real reason for being here. Yeah. Miss Minutes doesn't really want to leave yet because she wants to lay low and hide. And she says, you know, I was worried that that you like uh, Renslayer more than me. And, uh, wondered if he, there's a sketch of Miss Minutes in his notebook. Is like, well, m- maybe there there will be uh, soon. And uh, she reminisces about a different version of him. And uh, you know, when she was first created, just to play chess with her. So eventually, he who remains gave her autonomy to write her own programming and become who she is. And each night they still played chess and talked as as friends, Victor suggested. And then he said, no, no, we were more than friends. See, the war, the TVA, and the eons after, I was the only one that was by your side. But there was one thing that he who remains never, ever gave her from her whim. And it was a real body. And Victor says, oh, well, well that wasn't me who, who did that. Yeah. And she says, well, if, if I had a body, we could lead together. And Victor starts to get really nervous as Miss Minutes becomes more and more unhinged. And she's like, well, I want to be a real girl. I want to be your girl. And then he goes to rush for, like, I guess, the button or whatever that can turn her on and off. And she chases off and is like, no, but I... Trying to say I love you and then just turns off. And Ranslayer shows up to Victor's relief. But he's holding his prototype pruning gun. She's, I, I, she's yeah. holding his prototype pruning gun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, she's like, well, no, I'm in charge now. And she threatens to prune him as uh, Loki and Mobius show up to save 
Victor, and uh, he, Mobius is begging, he's like, just you need to stop. Is this the free will you were really looking for? Because you've lost your way. And Ranslayer gets mad at Mobius, and I think I called him Morbius before. Oops. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, she says, you know, I've been cleaning up all of your messes when we work together. What? What a lot of revisionist crap. She was his supervisor. I don't, I don't, unless they go and like, here's the he- secret history that Mobius oh. doesn't even know about himself. Again, it, it's, it's all revisionist. Let, yeah. Let's just change, let, 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 you know, second season, we 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 need like more lore that we <laughs> we seriously created. We were banking out of season two when we started this whole thing out. I guess sure shit wasn't clearly. <laughs> And uh, Mobius is, uh, you know, saying, you need to stop this. And uh, Renslayer says, I've been putting myself before the TVA all this time, but now I'm putting myself above it. So don't lecture me about losing my way. And Mobius says, we need to, you know, keep track of the bigger picture right now. And Renslayer believes she's the only one that can bring stability, because when she left, everything went wrong. It just... It, it was a coincidence. Yeah. But again, I, she she's power hungry. What, what is the thing? Uh, correlation doesn't always mean causation. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's like, I've been doing this thankfully for eons. So it's very much, you know, I haven't been rewarded for my, my servitude. And also my life was a lie. So how dare I, you know, go without thanks. And she says, you know, it's order versus chaos. And she's the order. And then a green blast stops her, and it's Sylvie back with her machete, ready to kill Victor, who is cowering and begging her not to kill him. And he says, I've not done anything. And she said, well, you will, and you'll do terrible things. And he says, this isn't me. You you don't know me. You don't know the heart I have beating in my chest. And the entire time he's stuttering and stammering over his words and repeating and not like just cowering like like a child essentially says i can make my own choices i'm not the man you think i am and sylvie relents this time she says take him away and don't make me regret this as timely uh mobius and loki all go through a time door back to the tva and now it's just sylvie and renslayer one more time and um renslayer says well this has been a box you've been wanting to tick for a long time and you know just just kill me and sylvie says well i've been killing you hundreds thousands of times in my head before this is after she hits her with the butt yeah of her knife rather than like a the blade. like yeah. no i'm gonna hurt you yeah, yeah. and uh, she's that obsession is just crippling and i've realized that and she knows that renslayer wants power a seat at the end of time and tells her be careful what you wish for and kicks her through a time door, and it leads her to the end of time, where we see he who remains as corpse after he was stabbed in the season finale last season. And Renslayer activates Miss Minutes again, as she says, I love you, realizing that she got cut off, and they bicker over their plan. And Miss Minutes then says, well, it was foolish of Victor to make enemies out of someone who knows all of his secrets. And she knows a really, really big one. And it's about Renslayer. And she could tell Renslayer, but it'll make her real angry. And that's where we leave the episode. Yeah. That was 1863. 1893. Yeah. <laughs> 
so I, I want to say what do we think because we had we had a bit of a divergence at some point yeah but good good we're yeah. he, here's the main story okay we, we've done two episodes where we caught people up here's a single episode here's a single pre so we had an episode where we went okay reset everything an episode where we went yeah prelude prologue whatever you want to call it and now we're gonna get four four hours of of the actual story yeah uh, i do fear i'm gonna be saying we don't got time for this by episode we're at the halfway point by episode three six. episodes left yeah because we're at the app we're at yeah we're at episode six and a three and it feels like we're where we probably should have been at the end of episode two so this episode was a lot longer as well. The last episode was about 36 minutes. Yep. This was 49 minutes. Lots long. of good plot. It feels organically yeah. set up. The pieces are moving. I'm I'm good. I'm here for whatever this is. Um I've got some th- I've got some thoughts on on Victor Timely and mm. what he might be or how he might come out the other way of this. It's supposed to be a sacred timeline, so bootstrap paradox is still on the table. Um Yeah, I don't know. What about you? I, I enjoyed it like that I have my issues and that's more the the overall structure of how the season seems to be going of we open with uh I like that we sometimes open just like in the middle of the action I I, I do I do appreciate that um but there's points where we go okay cool there's a major bit of information we're definitely missing or yeah. we've just gone hey remember the big thing that we said is a problem it got fixed off screen for now and I've got a feeling we're going to enter episode four and we're going to have the same conversation of the temple rule loom is, is broken again. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I think th- I think this is going to work to our advantage. If you, if we go with my theory, but there's going to be a reveal about Ouroboros in episode yeah. six, then you can have a bit where he goes back over what he did or what he's done yeah. or how he keeps being died and being re- re- reborn daily or right? whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, that allows this sort of disparity to be shown to us. Um, I, I said last yeah. episode, my current my current issues is more probably impatience or stuff that m- could most likely get resolved because this is still a mystery. We find out new things each episode. So if the issues that I just have with like how it's structured is is just a structure thing and everything gets revealed that's fine i'm not really like too fussed like because it's still this is an ongoing story we haven't had everything laid out yet so i'm i'm fine with that like for now unless you know i i'm proven right or wrong and it, and then it's just it was just a weird structural thing and none of that actually mattered than whatever but for now i'll just i'll just wait for the next three episodes i guess for like any major grievances i really have there you go I, I learned from one division. I guess one of those things I can forgive as long as we get to the end and the ending feels yeah. good. Uh, although I still hate episode five from last year. So, you know, maybe <laughs> but they gave us enough time for episode six. So that was the, yeah. it might be why Loki's my favorite um, series to this point. It stuck the landing the most. Stuck the landing the most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like at the ending had closure where it needed to in the proper cliffhanger. But yeah, it was, it was, mm. that part was good. They knew where to get out. We're not, it made me want to come back. Yeah. We're, we're the other the, shows haven't. WandaVision yet. just angered me with its last episode. So I was like, all right. Moon Knight's tease cliffhanger made me go, I don't really want a second yeah, season I can't, I can't because Moon, that frustrated me. I kind of treat Moon Knight independent and everything. It's yeah. just kind of, it is its thing. And if it doesn't link to the rest, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there we are. Just uh, our regular things now. Uh, favorite element or moment it's going to be the performance of jonathan majors as as a total thing and this is the thing that i got thoughts about victor timely it's this you know 
he's 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 a con man and presented as such and the question is i still don't know if i'm seeing his authentic version of himself or is mm. this still part of the con part of the con a con if we look at the tva you know the three gatekeepers timekeepers whatever they were called who were revealed just to be robot lizards or whatever it was sounds like a pretty elaborate con to me yeah and so the question of god is what if victor timely in all of his oh i'm not the man that you think what if he's exactly the man we think he is what if it's not a variant what if it is a bootstrap paradox what if this is the what if this is the same he who remains because what would throw you off the scent more than from from the from the confident assured individual we saw this bumbling stumbling thing now he doesn't know to be necessarily bumbling and stumbling it could just be something he does but this is this is the this could be the ultimate con on us because as a viewer i'm torn as a viewer, oh, yeah. I see him and I go, time. what? So I'm going to do that. Honorable mention to, is it Tara Strong? Yeah. Tara Strong's performance. Actually, the, the, the two women. Tara Strong's um, monologue when she's talking about the way it used to be with her and he who remains. And then after saying, you know, we're pretty light on Renslayer to this point, and I'm sitting there going, I don't really know the impact of her. I thought she showed up in a massive way in this episode. Yeah. And um um yeah, I, I really enjoy kind of where that's all going. So uh yeah, um big props to the to the acting, I guess, in this episode. Mm. It's essentially the same. I, I like the 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 style of it, the the cinematography, that that's all good. The introduction of Victor Timely, because without that because I saw the like I saw the the Ant Man post credit scene and went oh they're making this really sinister but then he appears in this oh, and I'm going yeah oh, this like it's a bait and switch but it feels like a purposeful bait and switch that the entire time people who have you know seen Ant Man they're going oh when Victor Timely shows up shit's gonna hit the fan and then he's just a little guy yeah. so for like three different audiences essentially they're getting different readings and everyone's having their own questions of. I saw he who remains in Loki, but I didn't see Ant Man. But I'm seeing this guy now, and now I'm kind of confused. And everyone's seeing Loki going, "Oh, this is this is bad. This is really bad." And then they're going, "Wait, no, but I'm confused now." And we're all kind of now like on the same path of confusion. And I think it's really it's it's impressive. It's really impressive how they've structured Timely as a character compared to everyone else. Because if he does a turn, I go, "Oh, of course, he was cle that's clever." And if he doesn't, I go, "Oh." But this could be a different type of character arc. And either way, there's a lot of possibilities here that I'm really interested by, uh, which I think is really, really cool, especially from the character that we've seen. Because the whole thing with comic with the Kang in the comics is he's there are so many versions of him that they all have these different things, and some are conniving, some are just regular guys. And I like that. I think that would be an interesting thing to examine if we maybe get more a whole room of Jonathan Majors with different personalities that isn't the council of kangs in a cgi room yes uh yes. so little grumble if there if there is one uh i mean I, a grammatical grumble uh mm. i forgot what the line was now where um i believe <laughs> here we go here's my grumble I believe a line is, uh, it's when they're talking about, well, they have to get Timely back to the TVA, and we need yeah. him back there to solve it. And she goes, yada, 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 have anything for me? So don't give me we. I'm not part of this. And I'm going, it's not how pronouns work. The we doesn't necessarily have to include you. He means we as in me and Victor, <laughs> me and Loki and everybody else. Yeah. So uh, mine goes to the uh, to the lack of pronoun game. Uh, in So Grammar Police strikes again. Outside of that, 
Um, it's not much. Um, we didn't spend time at the TVA, but I'm kind of okay. We didn't spend time at the TVA. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess it's the skip, but I uh, skipped information, but I, I'm okay. No, for the most part, this is a really strong episode for me. Yeah. Um, I guess it's the, the sacred timeline flexibility of what can and can't, whatever. Like, I know they're now going, time isn't linear and it, it it's always changing. The, the concept of what you've done with branches means that everything is supposed to change even if it is the sacred timeline. So I'm not, I, I don't know. It, I'm sure it'll be explained away and waved away, you know, everything you've done is made whatever. And if, if it turns out that every single phase four five whatever has been in a different branch each time because of whatever you know what cool nice little twist i don't really care but in the twist i guess even if there is just like a little theory of mine now hmm. but no like overall my, my issues are more just like structural law like explaining which will probably be explained away because they, they like to do that uh so it's just our rating i, I really like this week it was a strong week hmm. for me um I think we met Victor Timely something like, I don't know, 12 minutes into the episode. Like it was, it, it wasn't revealed as the done done. Like we had a whole episode after he showed up. Yeah. So, um, the actor was fantastic. Sylvie came in in moments. I wasn't expecting her to, and then went, wow, the stakes. I love the callbacks. Uh, this is pretty good for me. Actually. Uh, the only thing that stops it from getting any higher is the idea that we're still in the middle of things and yeah. we don't know if it successfully does something or not. I'm going nine. I'm going nine out of 10 oh, on this okay. one. Wow. I, I really like this one. Uh, I'm at a, I'm at eight and a half. My, like the, it's that, that middle part with go, let's do the wacky zany vaudeville thing and go, I, this is, this yeah. is solely for a character thing. Um, it, I like the tonal clash. I do like the tonal clash, but there's a point where I just go, ah, okay, fine. L I want to get back to the to the next thing. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, so yeah, eight and a half for me. But that is this week's episode of Keeping It Low Key. If you want to keep in contact with us on Twitter or X, it's Twitter. We're at Best Form Ever Pod. Uh, we have a uh, Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. When this releases, it'll be Monday. Uh, so Tuesday, we'll be doing our episode on the foreign language film uh, Life is Beautiful. And then I don't know. La Vita e Bella. La Vita Bella. So, I don't know if we've got anything else coming out uh, that week as well. I don't know. I might go and see. I have a week off, so I might go see mm. that new Scorsese film and Ooh, do a yeah, scene or skip it. Flower Moon. Yeah, I might go see that and do a and see if I can arrange for some peeps to do a scene or skip it on mm. that because um, when else am I going to have a chance to see a three and a half hour movie besides a half term break? So yeah, yeah. that sounds good. To me. Uh, I don't have half terms anymore because of you. And I so think the week more, following, yeah. I think Megs and I had a rain check. I think we're going to try and do the Taylor Swift eras thing still, but we'll see. Oh, okay. It couldn't happen this week because of circumstances, yeah. but I think we're still planning on it the week. The, the, the girls are busy with their shows as early. I'm so, you know, the mm. week after. So there we go. Cool. Cool. So thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week, but I'll just leave you with, you know, our, our regular end thing because you see podcasts are everything. It moves through each and every one of us. It shapes our lives, our futures. So we'll see you next week in the future. I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. <laughs> Incredible. Flippity flop. <laughs> <laughs>